the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon. I'm along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives. Hey guys, I just wanted to welcome the audience. I'm so glad to have you with us tonight and I'm we're in for a good show. Ed Blaine, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah, I'm all smiles over here. Good. We're going to have a great topic, folks. Tonight's topic is going to be about faith. We've been talking for the last uh, couple of three weeks now, three or four weeks now, about having the devil's tools, how he comes at us with his playbook, and then we have the the playbook of God, and God is in control of everything, as we all know, but um, we talked about the armor, and then we're talking again. We had, again, last week was... God's, um, excuse me, it was last week was uh, spiritual, spiritual. A- and then to this one is going to be faith. So faith is going to be good, guys. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead, open it up with this, folks. And this is what I have down to open up the show with. It's Hebrews 11.1, 1, and this is what it says. Faith is the confidence that w- what we hope for will actually happen, and it gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. So, guys, I know what faith has done for me in my life. I'm sure you guys have a lot of testimony what faith has done for you. I have wrote here down, and um, what I wrote about it, it says, If you believe that God is who he says he is and that he will keep his promises, you have all the faith you need. So um, I wrote down in here again, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Um, Jesus, perfect perfects our faith jesus keeps our eyes on jesus perfects our uh, faith and by grace and through faith we are saved mm-hmm. i can also back some i got some scripture here guys about faith believing is one of the biggest things we got to believe jesus said about that you know he talked a lot about believing and i can take that back from in genesis i wrote here believing god take uh, believing god takes faith okay so um that's in genesis fifteen six. And that was, um, instead of Abraham, it was um, Abram was his name at that time. And God was making a covenant promise with Abraham um, Abram at that time. And he sat there and said, and this is what it says in 15.6. says, and Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Right there, believing is a, a key, key spec to our faith. And then in, over in Luke 17.6, you only need a little bit of small amount. And Jesus talked to us about that. And uh, 
in let's see here in Luke six excuse me uh, seventeen six, and he was talking about what you needed about faith and um, and what the, Jesus was talking about. So I'll go ahead with that one. The Lord answered this. He says um, the apostles were saying to the um, to Jesus. He said, "Show us how to increase our faith." And the Lord answered him and said, "If you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree." You may be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and it will obey you. As when we're having our spiritual fights with the devil, and the devil's coming out with his playbook and his tools using it against us, our faith is a very, very powerful, very, very powerful tool to use against him. And you know, and Jesus talks about we don't have to have great faith. We just have a we just have to have a little faith. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a great one. And Romans five one. I, I really like this one, guys. I wrote down, faith puts us in the right relationships with God. And I can show you what that one says here. That's in five one, And I, I want to actually read in 2, two um, verse 2, two. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in, the God, in God's sight by faith, we will have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done um, for us. Because of our faith, this is verse 2. Jesus has brought us into a place of undeserving privileges where um, where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory. So right there is we have to have a right relationship with God. And then um, in Ro- um, Romans 10, uh, 17th, I wrote here, faith always comes from hearing the word of God. As uh, we all know, how we came to the Lord is because of the word of God that we heard. So I'd like to back that up. That's in Romans 10, uh, 10, 17. And I got that one here, and it says here, So faith comes from hearing, and that is hearing from the good news about Christ. So we, when we're out there working in the park, sharing with the homeless, we're always sharing the good news with them. We're praying for them, and we're telling them about God. The word never goes void, it says in the Bible. So as we have our, so we're using the word of God. And then on the last one, you have to have obedience to God. Um, so I wrote here, faith accompanies obedience to God. And that's in Hebrews 11, 7 to 12. And what I love about Hebrews is that it's it's a um, chapter eleven. It, it gives a great examples of faith, yeah. and the whole the whole chapter there just goes through. And I'm just going to hit a couple of them. Um, in seven, it says it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. And then in eight, it goes talks about it was by faith that Abraham now Abraham obeyed when um, when God called him to leave his home and go to another land. And that he wouldn't get his inheritance. In 11, it talks about faith. Even as Sarah was able to have child, though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. If we have the same amount of faith, God can work so much in our lives, guys. And I know what he's done in mine. And then and, and it goes throughout the chapter there. It just goes by faith. You know, there's so many faith promises. Isaac was one of them. Joseph, you remember Joseph who went to Egypt? 
His brother sold him faith with Moses. And it even goes for faith in Jericho about the people of the Israelites marching around. All this was taking faith. There's so faith is throughout the whole Bible, guys. Mm-hmm. You can start at the beginning of the Bible and end at the end of the Bible. And it's all about faith. But I think sometimes we we always believe that other people can get healed. And why can't we? A lot of people, you know, and that is because of faith. I think it comes a stumbling block sometimes with us. So Christ has already did everything upon the cross. All we got to do is believe. But, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's a trip up for some people. Ed, I know that you have, um, you were going to talk about yours in Galatians. Yeah, in Galatians. Uh, uh, just a, a little difference between the law and faith. Uh, I'll be in Galatians chapter 2, and start with verse four, or verse 15. It says, You and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in, and we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. Now, one of the reasons is because the law was written to show people how much they needed Christ. Absolutely. And uh, and when they uh, found out they could not live by the law, uh, there there was no forgiveness in the law. The law was to point out you're a sinner and you need somebody to, to save you, which, of course, was Christ. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying here is the the law is not going to save you. But the Lord points out how much you need Jesus Christ and that you are made uh, righteous by your, by your faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the difference between the law and Christ. The law showed you you were a sinner. Christ showed you salvation. Mm. And uh, so it's very important. To go on here with just a little bit, says, uh, suppose we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ, and then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Would that mean Christ led us into sin? Absolutely not. Christ is not going to lead you into sin, but his point here is that uh, when you compare Christ, your faith in Christ with the law, that faith in Christ is where you need to be. Again, that law doesn't save you. That law just shows you you need Christ. Mm-hmm. And everything that has to do with the law points to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. In verse 18, he said, I'd rather, uh, rather, I am a sinner. If I rebuild the old system of law, I have already torn down. So in other words, you go to Christ, and this is what he's talking about, at the time, there were a lot of people wanting to go back to the Jewish uh, commands because they understood that, and uh, so they were kind of abandoning Jesus. And his point is that if I go to Christ and uh, I find that I can live under the law better than I can Christ, and I go back to the law, that makes you a sinner. It makes you a sinner because you've rejected Christ. That's basically what he's trying to say there. Says, uh, okay, let me step down here to 20. Says, 
My old self has been crucified with Christ. And John knows this well. This is his favorite verse. (laughs) My old self has been crucified with Christ and is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So if I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So the law couldn't, couldn't do any of that. The law could tell you you're a sinner, but it couldn't live in you. It couldn't direct you. It couldn't forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing. It could not forgive you where Christ can. And I like this verse 21. If I do not treat the grace of God, if I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for keeping the law would make us right with God, then there's no reason for Christ to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, if you can do it yourself, there was no reason for Christ. And the point there is that, again, the law can't save you. Christ can. So there was a need for Christ. There was a need for him dying on the cross. There's a need for you having faith in him. Mm-hmm. And it all comes down to your salvation. Uh, where do you want to spend eternity? Absolutely. And it's got to be through Christ. And that was the statement up there above, again, is if you if you accept Christ and then you decide you want to go back to living under the law, there's 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 no salvation for you under the law, so you have given up eternity for living on where you're comfortable. Uh, so it, it just it really comes down: Do you have faith in Christ? And and I, I like you were mentioning uh, one of them there about John about uh, little faith. Yes, there's six times in the Bible that Christ says, "Oh, ye of little faith." Mm. And what amazes me is most of the time he's talking to the people who have displayed faith. Yeah. You know, so uh, so these people who are, are living in faith, the apostles, uh-huh. and he's telling them, oh, you have little faith. Uh, one of the times he's in the back of the boat sleeping and the storm comes up in the water and they go wake him up to save it. He says, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you have little faith. And yet these are the same people that went out and were casting out demons yeah. and healing people. So our, our faith can, I won't say waver, but there are times when maybe our faith is a little weaker than other times. We just need to remember, keep Christ in, in front of you all of the time and your faith in him in whatever you're doing. And you're going to be okay, even in the storms. I love it. I do love it, Ed. Um, I do love Galatians, and you're right. I do love uh, verse uh, 20 and the second chapter, and it's my favorite verse. And it's all about the faith. You know, even I go through it and and realize, man, if I can just gain, you know, trust in God and doing it, everything in your life is the key. And, And our thing is, we always are trying to, you know, it's almost like we're trying to rule our lives. What, you know, and if we surrender and give it to God and let God can help control our lives and let him get involved in everything we do, life is so much simpler. It's mm-hmm. always when we try to do it. Blaine, I'm interested in see where the Holy Spirit took you today. Yeah, I always love uh, following you guys because, you know, as you, John, said, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. The scripture I'm going to read is a very simple simple scripture and um you know i i just believe guys and, and we'll talk about it all the time because we're walking with jesus the best we can and um we need to be in the word of god you know and when we're sitting on his lap on our father in heaven's lap and we're snuggled up le- reading his word 
Um, when those waves come and when things trials come, they, they're going to come. Absolutely. But when we're in the arms of our Lord and Savior, um, they don't seem to hit as hard or heavy. And um, I've, I've had some experiences this week where um, people really need to lean on our Lord Jesus Christ, and that is by faith. Um, I did want to um, put a shout-out uh, praise report for last weekend um, of Joshua. Joshua was a very broken man who came our way, who um, was really seeking God, uh, very broken, wants to help with us. You know, it's great when people show up and they're like, how can I help? And uh, so he was uh, just really broken, very, very anxious to serve. Um, one other thing I'd like to say is um, we talked about, um, I guess, I don't know if we need to say names all the time, but one of the individuals um, came in and was very heavy laden and had seemed like he had something wrong with his eyes. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. he, he, had, uh, he had the officer that's always around with us call a paramedic and and he got some help but a good day good day praying over folks like you guys said but here's that simple scripture and um but there's so so much application here it's found in second corinthians 5 chapter 5 verse 7 (laughs) it's simple for we walk by faith not by sight so folks you know uh, when those guys were in the boat with jesus as you mentioned um pastor ed is as they saw that wind and the waves, and Jesus is like, hey, guys, I'm here with you. Um, the closer we are with Jesus, you know, if we're walking by faith, we're in Jesus' arms. It's his promises that we read about. And as, as we keep reminding ourselves, reading these over and over, we, we won't have fear when things, our world, and everything that's going on in our world right now, and it's all fear, fear-based, and it's this and it's that, and it's like, um, I know that here at Cornerstone, we want to encourage you. We are called to help the homeless, um, get them in, in safe places, uh, feed them when we can, clothe them when we can. Um, but also, we want them to know Jesus Christ. That's the main thing. You can gain this entire world, but what's that value if we were to lose our souls? So um, we need to be close. We need to walk by faith. i got another one here, guys. I've, I'm simple today. I've got a couple simple scriptures uh, this one's found in First Timothy, and it's chapter 1, verse 5, and it goes like this. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. I mean, guys, how do we category sincere faith? I mean, really, I mean, I'll ask the question, what is sincere faith? Is, mm-hmm. Does it mean that when I, 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 I'm going to... I, I know many people that have lost their kids. They, their kids died young. A couple of my very best friends, one a sister-in-law, and it, and it's all about you know that that pain will always be there. But we need the Lord Jesus Christ and the faith in Him that He promised. He promised that they would be um, one. One woman last night called me crying and asked if her daughter was okay. One that I know that received Jesus, and I said she is dancing with the Lord. I know it to be true. She confessed Jesus is her Savior. You were working with her quite a bit before she um, and the Lord took her away. Um, she really came to a lot of faith with uh, with the Lord. Isn't that correct? The most faith, faith I've ever seen in my life. Um, I've been walking a long time. Um, and last night I was explaining that um, this, this young woman who died of cancer, um, her mom is my sister-in-law, um, we talk a lot, um, but yeah, when, when Jesse passed, um, we did a lot of studies um, for months, but she grew. Um, my Bible study calls are, uh, as we're studying the Thessalonians from Thessalonica, Paul 
Paul only spent three weeks in Thessalonica and began that church, you guys. Yes. Three weeks. And they, they, they promoted pastors and teachers and deacons, and, and they were a flourishing church. And you know one thing about that church is we're on this subject. They had a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. But we call we call the Thessalon- the Thessalonian church the Jesse Church because she grew so fast. Um, she fell in love with her Lord and Savior. She uh, had not walked her entire life. She was on the other side, um, but God touched her. And yes, John, she had some great, great, great faith. Yes. All right, and so yeah, I think you know we we need that faith. We need to have the faith in the God who created us. We we need to have the faith that. Uh, as we may be a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, sometimes, that our Lord Jesus Christ is walking through us in that fire. We need that faith. And I say we, family and friends, we all need it. Here's my last scripture. It's found in First John, and it's chapter 5, and I'm going to read 3 through 5. And hopefully this encourages you. It says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, and it says, our faith. So the victory, as you were saying, Pastor John, it's our faith that overcomes that. It's our faith in Jesus Christ. It's our faith that, yeah, we're going to do our best, but we cannot measure up to that, those commandments. Um, they were set as a rule to show us that we just can't, we can't measure up. But our Lord Jesus Christ can. He's the fulfillment of the commandments. And it says, um, again, victory that has overcome the world is our faith. And then this last little verse, it says, Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So um, I think faith's a great topic, Brother John. I think that um, I, I made a joke with uh, John earlier that, you know, we could spend the rest of the year on faith. Um, but we all know it, the bottom line really is uh, to walk by faith, not by sight. Um, that uh, faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the Word of God, and we know it's impossible to please God without faith. Did we read that one yet? No, but I'm no. going to. Yeah, Good. that's you funny. I that said that. Uh, yeah, you were going through. I yeah. was wondering. Yeah. You, you could yeah. close us with that one because that's ginormous, and I, I think that's all I've got to share with the group. Um, but what, what great advice, um, faith, folks. I pray for more faith. I'm sure you guys oh, do too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely. pray for more faith. I want more faith, and um, he'll give it to us. You know, when you pray for that, you're going to have some trials. Coming. You know that, right? And so, that's going to give you some more faith. You know, I love the example, you know, through the storm. And that was, Ed, what you were saying. I love that because even when we're walking, and um, Blaine, you captured it, it was this, the world is living by fear now. And mm-hmm. we see it on the news. It's fear, fear, fear. You know, I'm going to say God always remains faithful. Mm -hmm. He's always there. We just got to trust, again, trust is faith, believe is faith, and just let him be a part and let him walk through our lives and let him take initiative and and ask for his advice. And he he gives you peace and comfort like you don't believe. Ed, I know you want to go with that scripture. I'll let you do that. Yeah, I was just sitting here kind of laughing to myself because I get upset because people only read half this verse. Now, I'm looking at the New International (laughs) Version, and they've divided it into... (laughs) Into two sentences instead of one, so it. I guess I'm going to have to stop getting on people about it. <laughs> but uh, Hebrews 11 verse six says it is impossible to please God without faith. Yes. Most versions continue the sentence with anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards though those who sincerely seek Him. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So that's that's a New Living Translation. Um, most yeah. of, most of the others that's that's all one sentence. Yeah, that's what I got in my book too. You know, um, I know it's getting time, guys, to end. I'm going to give you your last uh, say. So I got to end here pretty quickly. So. Ed, would you like to share? I know you had something you want to share. Yeah, before the I'd show. like to share. You know, we asked last week if uh, if you could uh, call and give us a, an update or what you think of the show. If you if you if you want to call us to tell what you think of the show, that's good. If you want to call and make suggestions of things how the show could show could be better, mm. uh, or just ask questions, uh, we'd really like to hear from you. We we'd like to know what reaction you're having to what we're saying. And uh, so my phone number, you can call me at 619-252-0060. And John will give his number at the end of the show. But again, my number is 619-252-0060. So that was what I had to say. Great. Blaine? I just want to say I'm, I'm writing down that number so I can call Ed. <laughs> uh, I, oh, man, oh, man, because you're right. I pray for that faith that I got trials beyond measure. I need, I need to talk to Ed. Um, well, you know what? I want to encourage our audience. You know, again, I've mentioned that um, I was born in this town, and I know a lot of builders. I know a lot of people out there that are looking to help. A lot of you folks wouldn't be listening to this show. Unless you heard the praise reports about these homeless coming to know Jesus, getting cleaned up. Many have gone to work lately. It's beautiful. Yes, but, I, I, you know, it says we're, we're to ask. We're to ask. So right now I just I want to put out a little shout to those, the business owners out there, maybe some of the contractors I've worked with my whole life. Um, it, maybe you're just sitting there and you're praying for this show, and we need those prayers more than anything. But I want to encourage our audience. Uh, we are a 501c3. And uh, we would love your donations. Uh, we're looking to someday, Lord willing, get a place, uh, maybe some property or a building for some of these folks. Um, we, get to, we get to bless them once a week. It would sure be nice to, to be able to work with them every day. Absolutely. So if you've got if it's on your heart, of course, always pray about whatever you do. Um, I'd say give, give old Pastor Ed a call over there and get some more information or Pastor John. But then uh, we'd love your donations. You know, it's funny. I always give Ed's um, phone number out when um, I have telemarkers call me. So, <laughs> no, yeah. but anyway, um, uh, folks, give him a call um, in at his number, and he would love to hear from you. I just want to give a shout out to um, Goodwill. Hey, thank you guys for helping us to clothe the homeless out there, um, Anna and Kim. And I'd like to give a shout out also to um, Sombreros um, with Javier and his family. Hey, guys, thank you for helping us feed them. And also with Skyline, uh, with uh, Tim and Jeremy over there. Hey, guys, thank you for helping us with Help the Homeless. And Steve Forsythe over at Elko and Wesson Church. Hey, we thank you for your help, too. Hey, guys, I hope that this has been a real good show for you tonight. Um, again, you can give Ed a call at 619-252-0060. Or you can give me a call at 619-715-6915. Or you can go to cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. Again, I hope everybody enjoyed this show tonight, and may God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. 
Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.